Hey everyone, I'm Maureen. And I'm Bray. And welcome to the Out of Your League podcast. The podcast for those who think talking about sports is out of their league. Each week, we are here to give you the basics about what is going on in the sports world. And teach you a phrase or rule to boost your sports IQ. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome to Out of Your League podcast. Welcome, welcome. After our wild weekend of, of football. Oh my God, it was wild. Like Lived up to the name, for sure. Um, so this week we're going to touch on the games that happened that weekend and look forward to the games for the NFL this weekend. We're f- going to give you a lesson of the week. We're going to touch on college football and college basketball Huge trade happened today in the NBA, so we'll talk all about that and wrap things up with some locker room talk. So let's jump right in. So last week, if anyone was tuning in, Bree and I had a little bit of a competition to see who yeah. can predict the wild card outcomes. And I will say we stayed pretty true to our content that we had on our podcast about the strengths and weaknesses of each team and kind of our predictions and why we really stayed true to that. But there was only one winner and that was me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need to make a bet for this upcoming weekend because you did, you like crushed me on them. And I I mean, you got four out of six, right? And I got two out of six, right? That's pretty bad. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Like I looked at us like saying, I really just didn't. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't do so well um, in my predictions. And some of them was more like with my heart than with my head, which is sometimes that's like why I don't bet money. Yeah, that was really upsetting. Yeah. Well, let's let's tackle let's tackle what happened from the last weekend. So speaking of the Titans, Bree's now beloved team played the Ravens and we spoke last week about how the Ravens were looking for a comeback. The Titans beat them earlier this season. And then last year, the Ravens lost the Titans in the divisional round, which is the round that's happening this upcoming weekend. So the Ravens were looking for some revenge and they got it. They got it. That was tough. Like Keith and I went out Saturday morning. We got ourselves t-shirts. Like we were in our (laughs) Titans shirts we were like ready to That's go. We went, you got them t-shirts. I know. That's what I said. I go this whole season. We haven't gone out to the bar and like, re- like it's been a while since we've gone out and watched the game. So we went, we sat at the bar, we watched the game and oh watched God, them go I'm up. Anna Hill, it was you and Keith, you jinxed I know. Them. I honestly felt like I jinxed it. Like we had to leave afterwards. I was like, I feel like bad juju in the air right now. Like I don't like this at all. Um, so yeah, we, it was, it was a tough loss. I have some negative feelings about just how the Ravens handled everything. They were stomping on the logo. They ran off the fields, like didn't shake any hands at the end of it. It was just like super unprofessional. It was, it was a tough game to watch. Rude. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Rude, but the rude Ravens, they shall move on this weekend. Yeah. Doesn't matter how rude they are. They're going, they're going into next weekend. Yeah. And what's next? Let's talk about the Browns and the Steelers game. Cause we thought that was going to be an interesting matchup. This is actually one, one of the two. You got right. <laughs> yes, correctly. We got that correctly. Yeah. The Steelers. I mean, we talked about this last week. The Steelers were 11 and 0 in the beginning of the season yeah. and they have slowly are crippling 
And we knew this was going to be a good game. The Browns and Steelers are very different teams. They play very differently. Um, And the Browns whipped their butt. So you know what's so crazy about this game and makes it even more wild that they were able to beat the Steelers is that their coach came down, like had COVID. And so he was unable, he had to go quarantine. They joked that he was like locked in a basement somewhere and he could not communicate with the team during the game. And they hadn't had practice all week going into this game. Should have put him on a Zoom call. (laughs) That's what I was like. How are, how is there no way for him to like communicate with people? But I guess with the COVID protocols, like that's, that's the way that things went, but they still were able to, I wouldn't say they crushed the Steelers. That first half was wild. They were crushing them then. The first half they were crushing them. The Steelers did come back. They ended up only losing by 11, but. That's still, I don't think most people were expecting that outcome. Yeah. The Browns lost to the Steelers the last time, 38 to seven. So (laughs) like, I don't think people were expecting them to like come back, especially with no practice and smack them down like they did. So. Oh, that was you know, a great game. Bye, Ben Roethlisberger, Steelers QB, if anyone didn't know. He, Did you he see the, like, tear? He had, like, the tear behind his helmet. Because <laughs> it was, like, he's probably – this is probably his last season. But I'm over him, so I don't really care. Oh, is it? So I bad. rumors of him retiring. I know this might be Drew Brees' last season. I feel like it's a lot of their last seasons. So they're all, yeah. like, really fighting it out. Well, that's a good transition. Speaking let's talk of, about – Let's talk about Drew Brees. The Saints dominated the Bears. Bears, bad news Bears. That was just awful to watch. Yeah, And I mean, Bears were the seventh seed. I don't think anyone expected them to to do well, but they really... Yeah, they just did not play well. I think they only scored in seven or nine points. Um, I mean, the Saints only scored like 23. It's not like it was a slaughterhouse, um, but... Yeah, the the Bears didn't look that cute out there on the field. But what I will say is this brings up a very interesting point. We talked about last week how it was kind of nice that they were including more teams in the wild card game, uh, the wild card weekend, and they're adding on more teams to go to the playoffs with this new NFL playoff structure. Uh But one of the downfalls of that is that sometimes they predicted – that you're going to have less exciting games. And that is what we saw on Sunday. Yeah. We had the Saints dominating the Bears, and it wasn't that interesting to watch. Yeah, Because you're allowing more teams, you are allowing in a worser team to right. enter. It's someone who wasn't going to make the playoffs is now yeah. in the playoffs, like the Bears. And that happened when the game wasn't good. Bills and Bills, Colts, like Colts were the seventh seed. And it was a close game, but like, Bills definitely look stronger and they beat them. And I'm happy that happened because normally second seed would have gotten the bye week. So I'm glad they both moved on and get to continue to play. But yeah, it was a little less exciting having them in there because you, you kind of knew that they weren't going to win. Yeah. Um, And then who did we not talk about? We didn't talk about the Rams beating the Seahawks. Right. Which we, we you predicted last week, and I, I did agree. Russell Wilson seems to he, he can't make it, you know, past playoffs. He's struggling. So no, he it just looks. He's been looking week week after week. He's looking week week <laughs> after week. <laughs> um, and the Rams, which we'll talk about a little bit in the beginning, are are 
defense driven team. So, you know, I kind of thought that their offense would crumble under them and they did. Um, and then the last team we were kind of debating as a toss up last yeah. week was Washington, you know, from our giants division from the NFC East Washington, um, played the Buccaneers, yep. um, the Bucks beat Washington. I thought it was going to be a closer game. Um, I did too. The, the Bucks, um, looked like they were beating them pretty easy out there. Um, it was, I just it was really, easier win than I thought. I just really didn't. And I, I don't have any like beef with Tom Brady, but I'm just kind of over him, like in the playoffs going to the Super Bowl. Like we've seen enough of Tom Brady. Like I, he's had enough rings. Like I don't really. So I was like, come on. I don't love Washington, but like, Get the bucks out of here, you know. Well, that actually takes us to an interesting point. So the way that the divisional weekend, which we were just in wildcard weekend, so this weekend is going to be the divisional. Um, so for this weekend, we had, you know, we we booted out um, teams that, or we're down to the remaining. So um, as we talked about, the bracket is kind of split. You have the AFC on one side and the NFC on the other side. Mm-hmm. So on the AFC, you have a lot of rookie quarterbacks. You have Lamar yes. Jackson, um, Ravens. You have Josh Allen on the Bills. You have Baker Mayfield um, with the Browns. And then you have Patrick Mahomes. It's like the, um, new, the new football versus the old football. It's like the new yeah. football on that side versus the NFC. You have Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, the Rams quarterback is Jared Goff. He's like kind of old. He's, I wouldn't call him new, but he's not like legendary. Definitely, definitely not, not a rookie in that. Sense. He's not a rookie. I mean, he's been in the league for a, yeah. a long time, um, but he's just not, he's not like Drew Brees, Tom Brady status. Um, but it is interesting how you kind of have on one side, you have the OGs and then you have um, the babies um, on the left. So it will be a good matchup. Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm curious to see if Tom Brady can carry the team through a, uh, through a matchup against the saints, but I found my new Orleans shirt. It was in my storage unit. You did. Oh, good. So I, I mean, put my storage unit just to find my new Orleans shirt. <laughs> I went there to get you sure. for a wedding, but it was funny because I was looking everywhere to wear this weekend. And then I went to my storage unit and it was like staring at me right there in a bin. I was like, I don't know why I bothered looking for it um, last weekend. But anyway, yes, that's going to be a good matchup. Um, of course I will be pushing for the saints, um, but I think that's going to be a really good game. I know. I think now I'm ex- even more excited. Cause like last weekend, there were definitely some games where I was like, all right, like I, I have it on, but I'm not really paying attention because it's kind of like a boring game. But this weekend you got Rams versus the Packers Ravens versus the bills. I'm all in on the bills now because Titans are out Browns yeah. versus the chiefs. Yeah, all into the Bills. Ravens versus Bills. The Bills are dealing with some injury. Um, I'm nervous, though. Seeing how they played last weekend, it's got me nervous. I did not not think they were going to come out and play the way they played, but defense was looking strong for the Ravens. So I'm nervous, but I'm, I'm rooting for the Bills. And then Browns, Chiefs, I think... It's a difficult, like, I don't think you're going to see anybody in Vegas saying that the Chiefs are losing, but I'm going with my heart on this one, and I'm going Browns. If the Browns beat the Chiefs this weekend, that may be the biggest upset 
of the entire season and I'm here for it. That will, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, like crazier things have happened and they went and beat the Steelers who, like we said, were undefeated for a long stretch of time. So you never know. One bad game. Yeah, that should be a good game. I mean, it's it's interesting. The Chiefs had the opportunity to rest, you know, regather themselves, yeah. plan. But the Browns are coming off a victory high. So, yeah, we'll have to see how they play out. Um, I think the Chiefs are a little bit more stable than the Browns. So, you know, we have to see if they can be consistent into right. this coming weekend. Um, and then we have the Rams who are playing the Packers, um, who also got a bye. So they're, they have fresh, fresh legs. Yeah. I love that expression. They're well rested. Fresh legs. <laughs> Ew, I don't like I don't know that. why that's so funny. I don't like that. <laughs> you don't like that? Fresh legs. Like what is <laughs> Like they're, I, they're not funny. tired. They're right out of the fridge. <laughs> it's like, I like it, but I don't like it. Yeah, I like it, but I don't like it. Um, so this is really interesting, this matchup, because Green Bay has is the number one scoring offense in the league, and the LA Rams is the number one defense in the Ooh. league. So Green Bay, yeah, on average, mm. scores the most points per game, right. and the Rams have stopped the most These points. These are going to be some great games this weekend. Yeah, Rams lead with defense first. Um, mm-hmm. That is their strategy. Somehow it's working for them this season. Doesn't work for the Giants. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I say that all the time. I'm like, at some point though, you also have to be able to score. Yeah. You know, defense. I know that everyone used to like the expression, like defense wins, wins games, games but like, no, no, no. It's your offense. Not if yeah. you can't score anything. You can yeah, stop. I mean, the Rams can clearly score. They're they're playing well. They're going to the yeah. divisional round. But um, I think it'll be interesting. Who's going to do better? The Green Bay scoring? Are they going to be able to conquer over the defense? Um, you know? Or are the Rams going to be able to stop enough points and then score enough to get the W? I'm excited. I don't know. Um, we will see. Also, what's interesting about this game is weather-wise, Packers have played seven times this season with temperatures less than 38 degrees. Mm -hmm. And the Rams, before Christmas, had only played in all 60s. And then they've only played twice with a 45-degree day and a 39-degree day. And the weather is predicted to be like 20 degrees on Saturday. Oh. So the Packers might have a little bit more advantage of playing in the colds. Right. Um, when the Rams are just like, think about you know, that. Jillian usually in California. Right. Thank um, you, Al Roker for that weather update. You're welcome. You'll see there's a cold front <laughs> coming in. Coming over in. The north. <laughs> um, and what's also fun is that the coaches are really good friends. So it's just like a little fun tidbit. Ooh, a little um, rivalry. Well, I think, yeah, like probably it's like, like a fun, fun rivalry. rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> Not like mean rivalry, like fun competitive rivalry. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, did that cover all the matchups? That's everything. And we'll be posting it on our Instagram like we did this week 
where, you know, who we're picking and um, maybe we'll have to throw some, throw some money on it to, to make things extra competitive. Um, And we'll get your guys' votes on who you think is going to win too. And uh, we'll just be one step closer to the Super Bowl. All right. For our lesson of the week, we are going to talk about what is a blitz, blitzing. You hear that term a lot. It is a defensive play that a football team may call. So blitz actually comes from the German word blitzkrieg. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Which means lightning war. Because in World War II, the Germans used this tactic, which emphasized mobile forces attacking with speed and surprise, which is kind of how the defense is operating. So when they're doing a blitz, they have more defensive players than normal will rush opposing the quarterback in an attempt to tackle him or put a lot of pressure on him to force the quarterback to throw the ball. Right. So, you know, they'll have more defenders up in front going and aiming towards tackling the quarterback, which usually either will result in the quarterback getting sacked, um, getting tackled or the quarterback may panic and throw it. Right. But this is I know you're listening. You're like, well, why don't they just call that play all the time? It sounds great because it's risky. If the quarterback does not feel a lot of pressure and they, and your, um, your offensive line is doing a good job stopping the defenders and the quarterback throws a great pass down the field, you don't have as many defenders back there to stop the offense. So the defensive coach will usually, you know, weigh in and see when they think is the best time to call that play. And then they'll call it when it's appropriate. And that is a blitz. Moving from the NFL into college football, big news this week is that Alabama won the national championship. Um, They beat Ohio 52 to 24. They were undefeated this season came out and crushed Ohio. Um, and this is huge news, not only just because they won the whole thing this year, um, but this is the sixth time in the last 12 years that coach Nick Saban had won the um, national championship. So this is huge. He also broke his own title with <laughs> the seventh national title in his career, which makes him like the coach with the most national titles under his belt with seven the person who previously held that record was also an Alabama coach. So that's what makes it really interesting. Like clearly Alabama crushes it in college football. And I mean, 52 to 24, they, they yeah. didn't hold anything back. It was, I mean, I was not out watching this game, but the game we actually went to um, the Titans game that we went out to watch on Sunday, that bar was a huge Alabama bar. Um, so they had all their flags like hanging up like extra the day before. Um, and Keith and I both said, we're like, dang, we should have gone to that bar. Cause I bet it would have been wild to have watched it. I'll have to pull the people in Alabama this weekend. Oh yeah. You're going to be in Alabama. Yes. I'm going to Birmingham for my cousin's wedding this weekend. That's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to- okay, why are you traveling? I know, but it's my cousin's wedding. So I'm going. And I just had COVID. I was going to say, what's done is done. (laughs) Yeah, we just had COVID. (laughs) Already had it. I mean, that's exciting. And hopefully Alabama's like the place to be this weekend. Everybody's celebrating a big win. This always, stuff like this always makes me wish that we went to a college with a bigger, like, 
football team and bigger college sport background because yeah like, my number one thing I don't like about Marist I love Marist regret only thing I don't like is I would have just killed to be at a huge football school anything like I mean uh I should say basketball but also basketball football any I, I would say anything at this point just like back it but every, anyone who's a big Alabama fan must be feeling great right now um so yeah that is where we're at and now the football season is over all right Maureen do you want to fill me in on what's going on with college basketball yeah so we want to kind of do something new a little new segment here on out of your league where it is kind of hard to just talk in general about college basketball because there's so many conferences there's so many teams so many good teams, right. but what we think might be great is if we give everyone a highlight of a team or a player or someone that you could look out for this season. So this week we want to talk about Michigan for the obvious, um, which is that they're <laughs> freaking doing amazing. And this <laughs> Michigan, like yellow Wolverines, Michigan, not the green Michigan state Spartans. This is our yellow, just plain old Michigan Wolverines. Thank you so much for clarifying that because there are multiple uh, Michigan. I just feel like when I was younger, I didn't know that there was two teams. So I just, in case there's any confusion, but let's talk about Michigan going into the preseason. When they did their preseason rankings, Michigan was ranked six. This was behind Wisconsin, Michigan state, even Rutgers and they got zero votes for first place. Wow. They are now 11 and 0 overall, 6 and 0 in the Big 10, and they were literally just destroying everyone in their path. So <laughs> this Those week are some crazy stats. Yeah, so this week Michigan beat Wisconsin. It was a top 10 matchup, both teams in the top 10 team by a landslide. At one point, they had a 40-point lead, ending with Michigan 77, Wisconsin 54. Wow. Yeah, Michigan has a really tight defense. Their approach is just, like, getting on their opponents and getting in their face, and they don't back down. And I think Wisconsin just got really, like, flustered and overwhelmed. But that's really their tactic. They're kind of doing that, like, blitz style that we talked about (laughs) for football, but – um, with basketball that it they're works. always up against everyone. It works. Um, and that's why they're dominating. They are now moved to third place and they play Minnesota on Saturday. If anyone wants to watch them this weekend, they just beat Minnesota like a week or so ago by 25 points. Oh um, but if anyone wants to kind of see their skill set or check out how they're doing, that might be something good to tune into. And that's our little weekly summary on Michigan basketball. Amazing. We want to transition now from college basketball into the NBA. See, we're, see us weaving in and out of, of college and, and professional. Um, Look at us. So the Brooklyn Nets have acquired James Harden. So this is a guy we've talked about a lot. He's been very vocal about wanting to get traded. He's been kind yes. of like goofing around, we'll say in hopes sure. that he gets traded. I'm like saying it nicely. <laughs> um, so the Rockets have agreed to trade him to the Brooklyn Nets. It's a four-team deal, also including the Cavaliers and the Pacers. So there are a lot of players moving around, but the big and name the that Nets everyone... And the Nets had to give up a decent amount of players to 
Houston yeah. for this trade. And Houston also got draft picks in it, pick swaps. Like it was a huge, huge, uh, this was clearly in the works for a while, um, but it was a really big trade all around. And this is also huge for the Nets because um, Kevin Durant, who plays on the Nets right now, used to play with James Harden on OKC. So they're reunited again. They've clearly got some some chemistry when it comes to, to playing together. And between those two and Kyrie Irving, it's, you know, everyone's talking about the big names and how the Nets, they are not messing around. They are clearly spending the money to get some some good players on their team. Um, although there is a little, I don't know if you've heard the drama about Kyrie Irving right now and how he's not playing this week. He was spotted at a birthday party, another player. Apparently it was a birth a family birthday party, and they don't know what what dates it was, but um She said no, it's a birthing party. Someone was giving birth. Oh, a birthing party. Oh, I was, was no. I was like, no, it was a birthday. It was a birthing party. <laughs> I said he should have. Like, hello, no, I wasn't at a birthday party. It was a birthing party. So Someone's stupid. Caught on a video with like confetti all over the place, partying, no mask. And not the confetti. <laughs> not the confetti. Not the confetti. Like that's when you know not trouble the- is starting. I know and I do feel bad because like everyone there's a lot of other people in the world that are living their lives and going to birthday parties but like specifically you know you Kyrie like you can't do it you're just a celeb but you can't be caught doing that so if they can determine that that video was taken recently he will be out um for the next few games so until they can determine the timeline of everything. So maybe they were, I was like, the Nets are just making moves all around. Like, all right, Kyrie, you're out this week. Boom. In comes James Harden. <laughs> they yeah, are not the slowing are, down. Yeah. And the Nets are doing um, pretty all right. I think they're six and six right now. Yeah. I, I'm, I'd never like to be a bandwagon fan because I'm technically like a Knicks fan, but I, I get excited when I see a New York team playing well and making big trades like this and having big players like this is exciting. Um, so we'll have to keep our eye out for how um, they all work together and see if this really uh, boosts the Nets like they want them to. All right, let's get into some locker room talk. We haven't really dove into the segment in a while, but let's chat. First thing is Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Packers. Just got to insert every time we thank say you, anything, everyone knows. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Packers, is going to be a guest Jeopardy host. He was on the Celebrity Edition of Jeopardy in 2015. He says it's his favorite game show, so he's very excited. He did jump the gun. He announced that he was asked to host on a talk show. I forget which one. And Jeopardy was not ready to announce their celebrity guest host lineup. So he did apologize. He said, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun, but um, I'm sure all is forgiven. But that is exciting. Jeopardy is going to put out, I think we already knew this, but like a slew of guests before they get like a a full-time permanent host. I'm excited for this. And he actually, he won the Celebrity Jeopardy. So. Oh, he did? He did win it. So I think that'll be like cool for him to come back. And I had thought actually when I first saw this, I was like, like you oh. guys are all idiots. I got this right. Like, I'm then they're done that. He, they probably <laughs> got way easier questions than oh they God. normally do. Aaron Rodgers and Ken Jennings, the like 
Jeopardy master are probably not the same, but I had thought, and I was, I was wrong about this, but when I saw that he was the host for um, Jeopardy, I thought that he at one point had hosted SNL, but he, I guess he had gotten offered to do it and he turned it down, but he has mentioned wanting to do SNL as well. So it makes me think that he's got like a good, funny personality. I like, I think we already knew he was kind of like a funny guy. So I'm, I'm interested to see him do this. I don't know. I still I don't like understand him. the whole beef with like Jordan Rogers oh, in Bachelor yeah. Nation land, like trying to follow Not his sure. like, brother's footsteps, get into that limelight a little bit more. I don't yeah. know. I still don't understand their whole beef, but I feel like it's, it's something that's Aaron Rodgers' fault in that family beef. I forget what the full drama is, but. I also do agree that I think it was Aaron Rodgers' fault. I, I'm not sure. I've tried to look into it, but I I like Jordan Rodgers a lot, and I can't imagine that he has done anything to continue the beef. I think it's weird, no matter what, that like once beef family drama gets like thrown into the limelight that you can't try to work it out, but maybe, maybe this will bring them together. Jeopardy bringing families together. <laughs> Um, next thing on our locker room is related to the storming of the Capitol last week. Classic. So Keith Keller, who is a two-time U.S. Olympian gold medalist for swimming. Swimming. He was caught on video as one of the riders who were storming the Capitol last week. Um, oh, extremely not patriotic for a U.S. Olympian. Yeah. Awful. And apparently he was charged because they were able to identify yeah. him in the film. Like a lot of the other rioters are like, I don't know who that person is. Like no one's right. going to sit through and, you know, some random, like, one. Right, but, some yeah. random guy, but you have an Olympian appearing on camera. You're going to get caught. Yeah. So apparently he was charged for like a lot of different um, tasks. Yeah. I saw a picture of him and like a picture of what he looked like when he was at the Olympics, which was in the 2004 and the 2008 Olympics. And then I saw the picture of him that was caught on footage. I guess some people are like really big Keller fans because I could, I would never even have thought they were the same person, but no. um, I mean, I'm not really big into the, you know, following up on. I say, yeah, I don't really follow Olympians from 2004 who maybe like aren't Michael Phelps. So yeah, exactly. If you're not Michael Phelps, I probably don't know where you're at right now. <laughs> probably not, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps up another episode of Out of Your League podcast. Tune in for Brie and I's a continuous battle going into the division round weekend. See who can correctly pick the winners of each of the NFL games, which are going to be on again Saturday and Sunday. We got two days of football. Woo-woo! Check out our gram and come back next week to listen to our next episode. We are out of here. here.